Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined this morning by uh, Nish Kumar. Good morning. I'm saying it like that. Kumar. Kumar. Um, how are you? You alright? Yeah, good man. What a week. What a week. What a week to, uh, I feel like, f- compared to last Sunday's show where I knew where I was in the world. <laughs> Now I don't know where I am anymore. Where are we? Where do we live? I feel like on uh, Thursday morning, I saw, I think I got up at, like, about half six to yeah. watch the sort of first two hours, and within sort of two hours of me being awake, we had left the European Union, the Prime Minister had quit, and there'd been a no-confidence vote table against the leader of the opposition, and I was like, that is a lot of news. <laughs> a lot that is on. a lot of news. They were busy that morning. That's about a month's worth of news. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? I was watching uh, Good Morning Britain... Yeah. The, the weirdest thing was, actually, this, and this has never happened before, I was watching Good Morning Britain, Piers Morgan was yeah. interviewing uh, Nigel Farage, and it, there was a moment where there was a look on on, uh, on Piers Morgan's face which was like, oh my God, I'm not the worst person here. <laughs> <laughs> How weird is this? is like a... F- why is no one mentioning this? <laughs> I'm like a saint in this oh room. Oh my God, I'm like, I'm at least second here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we we are uh, we're gonna let's, that will be a Brexit free zone, I think, today because yeah. it's just it's too divisive. Clearly, that's what oh, we've absolutely, seen yeah. Throughout, but although one of the things that is that that is um, get, <laughs> is funny is this um, petition that's gone crazy. Yeah, nearly three million people have signed a petition to say let's do a second referendum. Now, I'll put, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I went I went in. I was like. I think we should stay in, right? Yeah. But I wasn't 100%, and anyone who says they are 100% is a liar. Absolutely. Nobody knows. It's yeah. just a guess. And, uh, or, or, or doesn't know. <laughs> not, <laughs> not necessarily a liar. But this petition, you can't do that, can you? No, I you don't think so. I'm, you can't just go, oh, I didn't go our way. Let's, it's best out of three. Let's <laughs> have another one. You can't yeah, do it's that. Not, it's not a coin toss. No. <laughs> let's, what about rock, paper, scissors? The vote's the vote, isn't it? You just gotta go, okay, let's let's yeah. make the best of it. I also really hope that the everyone who signed that petition voted the first time. Because yes. I think that'd be the worst thing. It's someone who didn't vote the first time but was like, I'll wait until a petition comes yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Although there's there looks like there's quite a few people who were like, Oh, I didn't know when I voted out, I didn't know it was gonna <laughs> be out. <laughs> I just thought it was like a protest vote. <laughs> like, well that protest vote worked, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then even just listen to the news, then it's gone like Corbyn's like gone on a you're sacked, you get out. Who says Jeremy Corbyn doesn't have a life? He's up on Saturday night while people are out clubbing. He's up sacking people. He sacked, he sacked him at one a.m. <laughs> sacked him at one a.m. Gangster, absolute <laughs> gangster move. I need to speak to you right now. It's one a.m. <laughs> you're sacked. Amazing, <laughs> unbelievable. This is. Matters. Are you a morning person? Uh, Absolutely not, Jason. No, you're a comedian, aren't you? I have spent my entire life fighting this time of the morning. <laughs> and I'm always impressed by... We, when I was coming in, there was uh, a queue outside Starbucks. Just what? around the corner. I'm like, what are you people doing? I know, it's weird. Get to it? bed. It's a different world. Or, at the very least, get out of bed with only just enough time to get to your place of business. <laughs> Don't get up with enough time, not only to go to Starbucks on your way to work, <laughs> yeah. but to be queuing outside before it opens. Unless they're one of those people who just... Like, I've been in meetings where someone's been late, and then they've turned <laughs> yeah. up with a, with a coffee. I'm like, um... That's the... I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the... Classic. The thing is, or a family of six getting on the plane with Burger King, You're like, <laughs> like dead late, just just about to close the doors. Hey, what, what? 
Unbelievable. <laughs> you got to be, I'm always late for everything, and right. so I've got really good lateness etiquette. So I always know you've got to turn up no, with no coffee or accoutrements, no. and you've got to look a little bit har- harassed Absolutely. and harried. Bit sweaty. I'm, I'm, I get late, I'm quite late a lot, and uh, to a point where, when I am early, yeah. I sort of expect congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> like, I expect people to go, hey, well done. Even though that's the, that's the normal thing to do. I'll go one up on you on that, Jason. <laughs> uh, when I'm on time, I expect congratulations. <laughs> my, um, my old head teacher used to say, to be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, and to be late is unacceptable. He was as much as a laugh as you'd imagine. (laughs) (laughs) My old head teacher used to say, Kumar, you will amount to nothing. (laughs) Hey, look at you now. Sunday morning, Absolute Radio. We showed you. (laughs) So we've got some texts coming in this morning. Uh, 8.12.15, let us know what you're up to on this uh, quite nice Sunday morning. Well, it is here. We're in central London. Uh, This is... uh, Some people don't put the names. Uh, Gluing windowsills in kitchens. Living the dream. (laughs) That's, uh, we've got Debs Keegan, she says, Morning, out doing community care since 6.15, keeping the world trotting along, loving the show. Although she has put a question mark at the end of her name, I, th- I presume just a thumb slip. Debs Keegan? Yeah, she's not sure. <laughs> Debs Keegan? I'm not sure where we live anymore. <laughs> Kieran from Surrey, stuck in a queue for a car boot sale that I didn't want to go to. Cheers, Dad. Car boot sales, I mean... 8am on a Sunday. But someone's invented eBay now. <laughs> like, these don't need to happen anymore. There's been an improvement. I love the fact that the internet has, like, totaled the music industry. But the car boot sale industry, still up and thriving. Still going strong. Still (laughs) going strong. Uh, Kelly says, on the train into London to meet family, uh, you know it's early when half the carriage is on their way home from a night out. (laughs) She feels old. I've I've been in that situation. I I mean, I've been in both those situations. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the uh, early morning shaking my head at revellers coming in. (sighs) And I've been in that situation. You've come out of a, uh, a well, a lock-in or somewhere, or a club. At There's nothing, nothing more embarrassing. Work. Nothing more embarrassing than seeing people on your way to work and you clearly smell of last night's kebab. <laughs> Horrible. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Were you at the Comedy Store London this weekend? I was indeed. And how was that post-Brexit? Well, Thursday night was a fairly spicy affair. Oh, really? Um, of course. I, I still, everyone was still... Well, I elected to talk about it, uh, which in <sighs> retrospect may have been a mistake. Wow. And, like, in the afternoon I'd sort of been saying, you know, I'm a bit worried. Uh, like, as much as I, I respect everyone's right to vote the way that I felt that the leadership of the Leave campaign mm. was maybe a bit divisive in its rhetoric, didn't know what this was going to mean for the country. And uh, my friend said, I'd probably be fine. And then on Thursday night, a man told me to go home. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I tried to explain to him that I still had another five minutes of my set and a late show to do. Yeah, and your home is London. London, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and more also, to the point. I, what, London? My, my home's Croydon. Don't send me back there. <laughs> <laughs> a fate worse than death, sir. <laughs> uh, let's see who else is up and about this morning. Uh, driving a road sweeper around Walsall Town Centre, tidying up after the football, and people still out drinking in the morning sun. <laughs> I love that. Gotta respect that. I love that. Uh, Been up since uh, my eight-week-old St. Bernard puppy uh, was up at 5.45. Good job, he's cute. That's from Sarah. That's the problem with the old dogs, isn't it? You you a dog lover? Absolutely not. Not into them? (laughs) No, I've never had pets. Like, never. When we were kids, we always asked my parents if we could have a pet. 
And my mum said, uh, if it goes to the toilet, would you clean it up? And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> right. Is that the same <laughs> with children? You're like, yeah, nah, yeah, not into yeah, that yeah, I'm, I'm only interested in being with people that can clean up their own faeces. That's <laughs> my number one criteria. I think that's, good, that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> is that on your Tinder profile? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up with two fab daughters, Imogen, four, and Bethany, eight months, while their dad has a lion after watching Mr. Joshua win his fight. Emma in Kent. Hashtag great wife. She's called herself. She's called herself a great wife. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure you can call yourself a great wife. But, I, I mean, it sounds great wife-ish. I like the idea that she could, uh, She just does that in conversation as well. Good morning. Hashtag great wife. <laughs> yeah, she nailed it. Hey, do you want some breakfast? <laughs> Love it. Uh, morning. Working an eight-hour overtime shift for Triple Bay. Christine, wow. <laughs> no, that's exactly the reason you should be up on a Sunday morning. Are we on triple pay, Jason? We are on... You're on no pay. <laughs> 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 of course we are. Of course you are. It's always a pleasure to have somebody... Uh, to try and get anybody up on a Sunday morning. You have to pay him a bit. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music matters. I've had a t- uh, tweet in saying, Jason, is your show this morning... An EU-free zone. Well, it is now. It is from this point forward, yeah. We had to touch on upon it. It's the biggest story uh, that's uh, that's ever happened <laughs> in our <laughs> lifetime. So uh, we had to mention it. But uh, yes, it is now. We are EU-free zone. As as are, we are EU-free country. <laughs> so why not? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, let's vote leave in the show as well. Yes, we have done. Uh, so uh, thanks for your uh, uh, tweets as well. You can tweet us or you can uh, send us a text, 81215. Uh, so uh, do do get in touch. Um, a few people, because uh, I mentioned Adele last night, uh, there was a tweet here from uh, from You Only See on, the, on Twitter who said, uh, Jason, what what did you make of Adele at uh, Glastonbury last night and her potty mouth? Was she really potty mouth? Oh, I haven't, seen the, I haven't like, seen the show. I, I'm not a prude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a prude. <laughs> I, I love that, because yeah. that's normally a sentence somebody says before saying so. It's like <laughs> yes, the phrase, quite. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know you're yeah. about to hear a conspiracy yeah. I'm theory. I'm not a racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the phrases that mean that you are. Uh, I'm not a prude. Uh, no, so, um, no, I'm not at all. And I, I thought it was actually hilarious. But, my God, what I love about her is she sings like an absolute beauty. What a voice. Yeah. Like, she's unbelievable. It just comes from her soul and her heart, and it just comes out of nowhere. And then she talks like Danny Dyer and Alan Carr together. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's great, because also I feel like she... She she really enunciates and she has very sort of like clear diction when she sings. And then as soon as she stops singing, she yes. sounds like everyone I know from London. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's weird. It's weird. But that does happen. Like I sing a bit, and, and you do sort of when you're singing to sort of keep the vowels and uh, you know consonants separate. You do sort of pronunciate things wow. a lot better than you do when you're talking. But she's another. She's like from the Lisa Stansfield style of singing, where she's like <laughs> she sings beautifully and then talks like she's great. I think she's fantastic. She's like Catherine Tate's nan. <laughs> in between songs. But yeah, swearing. My God. I mean, I love the fact that Adele's too edgy for Glastonbury. Yeah, Everyone's that's like, what it was like. Be edgy enough for Glastonbury. I mean, too she, edgy. She was asking people on the front row if they've had, if they'd had a poo. Like oh, it, really? was, it was that sort of stuff. <laughs> it was like when you're comparing. <laughs> she was, she was, she's like she comparing was herself in Glastonbury. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, she was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I did find it funny because uh, I was on Channel Five at the same time. Not nobody watched it. <laughs> it was repeating a DVD of mine from a few years ago. Uh, but um, yeah, she she is fantastic. I, I've yet to find anyone. Who don't like her? No, she seems uh, she seems very fun. I mean, now I've said that, of course, the text yeah. will light up. Yeah. Well, I don't like her. Yeah, that's what will happen. <gasps> she stole the terror off me. Yeah, there'll be a bit of that going on. But she's just great. She's just fantastic. A proper national hashtag national treasure. Hashtag great wife. <laughs> hashtag great wife. At some points. Uh, so eight twelve fifteen uh, on the on the text this morning. Uh, so you were you were comedy store in the in the evenings. Yes, you had, you had that going on, and uh, and then in the daytime, what was what, a comic doing the day? What did you get up to? Uh, well, basically on Saturday, I wandered down to Pride. Oh yes, of see course. See what was going on. That's going on. Yeah, it was a it was a big party. It was all kicking off in um, a in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. In a very like it, it was a very civilized party. So of it's course, just, uh, it's one of the few times you walk through Soho and people are like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Everyone's, yeah. <laughs> everyone's just so polite and so nice to each other. Of course, people coming out in a very different way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wowzer. That did look great. I saw a, a, a story yesterday of a couple of coppers who were, uh, like, proposing. Incredible. And, and getting married. I love that. Incredible. What yeah. a world... How, how different this world is now. <laughs> I think it's great. It was just really heartwarming. I love yeah. a bit of that going on. Uh, so you got stuck in? Bit of bit of partying? Bit, bit of, of partying. Bit of, uh... Well, I've got, I sort of... I'm, I was keeping myself pretty sober because I, I didn't know what was in store for me in the evening. So I wanted of to course. keep my wits about me. Um, for the yeah. uh, comedy store audience, I can't. Dr- I mean, I, actually, I, mean, I don't drink an awful lot anyway. But I can't drink before a gig. And I, I know a lot of comics get a couple down the neck for. I, I feel like it's slightly courage. like as soon if I taste alcohol before I go on stage, part of my brain goes, "Oh, you finished work." Ah, Relax. yes, yeah, that's not good. It's also weird doing a job where if you say I don't drink before gigs, people are like, "Oh, really?" And you go, "Why are you so surprised?" <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get leathered before I go to my place of business. <laughs> <laughs> I do like. Um, the the fact that my theory is always if you if you don't drink because the audience do yeah you're always one step ahead of them exactly and things that seem really quick wow how quick was he his brain worked really quick but actually it didn't it just worked a normal amount of time <laughs> it's just you've had a drink and your world is now in slow motion <laughs> that's what's yeah, happened exactly Where real music matters. I lost my grandmother the other day. Um, she's not dead, she's in Ikea. Hey! <laughs> uh, no, little, little gag there for you. Uh, I, um, so, I went to Ikea. Oof. On a Saturday, Nish. Oof. Yesterday, I went to Ikea, mate. What were you thinking? <sighs> well, I was thinking I've not had an argument for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> not had a good... Not a good, I've not had a good meaty row. <laughs> you know, nothing like that. There must have, I, I wonder if we've got any psychologists out there, uh, or counsellors out there, who can tell us the reason why that uh, exists. The, the fact that people go to Ikea and just... What happens to I people? I don't know what happens. I don't know what's going on in there, but it's it does seem to drive people absolutely mad. I mean, I always have... Ikea is one of the biggest things about Croydon, my hometown. Of course. Because we've got an Ikea. Yes. So whenever anyone is mean about Ikea, I always have to be like, don't insult yeah, Croydon. Exactly. The jewel in Croydon's crown. <laughs> it's created a lot of jobs. Yeah, it's created a lot of jobs <laughs> and made people aware of Croydon. <laughs> Do you know um, that uh, Ikea is actually Swedish for that's not going to fit in the car? <laughs> <laughs> you know that? Little, little fact for you there. Little fact for you there, fact fans. What I like is that, uh, the other thing I like is the fact that the entrance and the exit are right next to each other. So, and you see people going in and they're all like giggly and like, oh, let's get yeah. a Billy Buck case and like really happy about life. You see people coming out 
and they're not even like they're not even stood next to each other. They're walking ahead. <laughs> One's ahead. And one of them's just like muttering to themselves, like, "How many tea lights do we need?" Like, everyone's like, "I hate everything you stand for." <laughs> like, just, really I wonder if there's something other. in the meatballs. Are they putting a hormone in that makes people aggressive? <laughs> Those meatballs are unbelievable. Yeah, they're excellent. I mean, that is the reason. There's a moment when you're in there and uh, and your girlfriend or your wife or whatever, they're going, uh, what do you think, right, I, I like this TV cabinet, but uh, I like it with the blue doors. And what we, oh, we could have one white door and two. And you're, uh, you're just thinking, I am just here because hot dogs are a pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just crack on with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to think too much about what's in a hot dog that costs a pound. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not horse anymore, though. <laughs> Like it was a few years ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's wood shavings from some of the cabinets. <laughs> it, there is a point, though, isn't it, where you just go, like... <laughs> when that came out a few years ago, when they went, you know, shock horror, there's horse meat in uh, in, the, in the hot dogs yeah. and, and meatballs at, uh, at Ikea. There's a point where I thought, were you surprised? Yeah. Like, it costs so a pound. Cheap. Yeah, what did you think was in there? I'm, I think there's horse in the cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes food is too cheap, though, isn't it? There is a yeah, point where yeah, you just yeah. go, come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ice Iceland were doing a 99p Indian banquet yeah. for 99p. That's <laughs> was mainly like, horse. That would cost you more to post it. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is that possible? <laughs> the people do get... There I is a point, isn't it, where it's not that... It's not that that's what's in there, it's that we weren't told. That's, do you remember? Yeah, that I think was that's, that thing, all people, that's all people seem to be. Although, to be honest, I have to say, based on some of the things that I ate, particularly in school dinners, yes. if there was horse in it, I'd be absolutely relieved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At least we definitely knew we weren't getting mad cow disease from <laughs> yeah, the burgers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you eat a pork pie and, like, you know, without a doubt, it contains nothing but earlobes and ball bags. <laughs> <laughs> But that's our choice. <laughs> that is our choice. Don't you dare try and trick us by putting a bit of water. That in was there. the original title for Oasis's cigarettes and alcohol. It was originally <laughs> going to be called earlobes and ball bags. <laughs> uh, no, it was. A, it was. A, I mean, it was a. It was a fun t day in the end. We did sort of. We, we cracked it. But you do sort of find yourself uh, just like arguing over absolutely no reason, which is uh, hilarious. Uh, and, and and funny at the same time. Did you uh, actually get something? Because I know people who have been to Ikea and sort of got lost in the maze and ended up coming out with absolutely nothing other than resentment for their partner. <laughs> <laughs> there was the bit where I'm just in the, in the warehouse bit and I'm just thinking, why am I doing this? This is somebody's job. Like, this is... I, I don't work in a warehouse. <laughs> it's a genius business model. It's unbelievable, isn't it? They've I, I tricked don't... you into doing half of the work for them. The, the only good thing about it is, as a bloke... Is you just go around uh, making cheap puns on the uh, <laughs> on, on the names of stuff. Yeah, names, I found so. a milf lamp yesterday, which <laughs> kept me entertained for a good twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, and a dumbasson, which was my favourite at oh, one point Dumbasson's as well. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did I did enjoy all that. Now let me tell of a shop that fills me with dread It's blue and it's yellow, but I always see red It's a furniture store that makes me want to shout Cos once you've entered, you can't find your way out That's why I fear Ikea <laughs> This I is an actual song your hot pots. I don't want <laughs> a 
Rose Bear. I think it's a, it's a good point well made. <laughs> They're brilliant, then, the long shot pots. Uh, I fear <laughs> Ikea. It is, there's just something uh, about the shop. There's, there's people getting in touch now. Uh, Claire says, my husband calls Ikea uh, rubbish Argos. Because <laughs> uh, you have to fetch the stuff yourself. Yeah. At least Argos, you know, they, they sort that out for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Are you an Argos shopper? Oh, God, I absolutely love Argos. Oh, I went into Argos. one recently. Like, I think they're doing this for all of them. I went into one that was like an Argos from the future. Oh. It was all iPads. There was no, not a pencil in sight or nice. one of those weird, like, fat calculators that you use to check whether the things yes. are in stock. It was absolutely incredible. We're talking of pencils. Someone's texting here. Anonymous. And you'll see why. Yes. Much to my wife's disappointment, I have a competition with myself to see how many free pencils I can take from Ikea before we leave. Personal record, 15. <laughs> <laughs> Dream bigger, mate. I'd do 25 at least. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. It's, th- I mean, there is the, there is the argument side of things. You do find yourself just like... I don't know what we're yelling about! Loud <laughs> <laughs> You just find that a lot. <laughs> don't know why you're shouting at each other. Um, but I, I remember there was a point yesterday where I said, uh, I said, look, right, you stay here in living room storage, okay? Yeah. I'm going to find a member of staff. Now, for a shop that size, I think they've only got three members of staff. Yeah. Uh, you never see them. I think Ikea only has three employees. Yeah, I think you're right. That's part of the for genius all, of it. For, for all, all of them. them. Yeah. I agree. And there was a moment where I said, look, and I, I was looking right in the eye, I was going, look, you need to stay here, right? And I don't know if you've seen the film The Last of the Mohicans, yeah. right? But there's a waterfall scene, right? <laughs> and I remember saying almost these words. Stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you. No matter how long it takes, no matter how far. I will find you. I will find you. <laughs> Just follow the arrows. <laughs> I'll find you. <laughs> you find a member of staff, they're like a Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea that you're like like Daniel Day Lewis, like shirtless holding a hammer by the end. <laughs> <laughs> you get out after about four hours, just like blinking into the day sun like a Chilean miner. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, how long were we in there? <laughs> and you've aged, like you've just yeah, aged. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable, but it was good fun. And then, the, and then, the, and then it starts getting in the car, isn't it? Yeah. The getting the stuff in the car. Oh yeah, it was like be, you, it's like it's like live Tetris. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank God I played that game to death. Yeah, in the exactly. 80s. Thank goodness for that. We're we're a whole generation of people reared on Tetris, so we know how to pack a car. <laughs> On the plus side, yeah, I did do forty thousand steps on my Fitbit. Just so, in IKEA. Just in IKEA. <laughs> you've got to look at the. You've got to look at that. You've got to, you look, got at to look at the positives. Uh, Steve Forster says you're a brave man, Jason. IKEA on a Saturday is like climbing Everest. It's hard, dangerous, and should only be attempted with proper equipment and training. He's <laughs> quite right. Uh, you can't pop to. You can't simply pop to IKEA. It's no. like saying you're slightly pregnant or a bit dead. <laughs> I'm into that, I'm into that. And uh, Nick Clark says, my strategy with, with Ikea, he says, walk around, uh, walk around with her for a while, this is his wife, I guess, uh, feign interest in stuff that you don't uh, really need or, or really want, and tell her you just nip into the loo, and then just wait for her by the tills, eating your body weight in hot dogs. <coughs> Most Ikea stores are made of military-grade plutonium, which handily kills your phone signal, so you can just tell her you tried to call her, but I just couldn't get through. You're welcome. <laughs> Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Apparently it's pronounced Ikea. I've been saying Ikea all this time. Really? Yeah, Ikea. Ikea? Mad. It's not how I usually start an hour, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but it's bothered me. 
Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined by Nish Kumar. Uh, we were talking about IKEA, as I've always called it, my whole life. Yeah. My whole life. <laughs> Someone, about three people have messaged in. IKEA. Wow. I mean, my world is spinning right now. Well, I mean, since we left Europe, we don't have to pronounce European things yeah, properly. Exactly. So let's hop down IKEA. We're Great for a Britain. Croissant. <laughs> exactly. We're Great Britain. <laughs> now, we've put the great back into Britain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pronounce it how we bloody well want. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your messages this morning. Uh, Samantha said, um, are you mad going to Ikea on a, on a Saturday? I still call it Ikea, I'm not bothered. Yeah. I went on a Saturday with a four-year-old and a moaning husband. I very nearly committed murder, but it was worth it for the meatballs. I'm worried that she's just said a four-year-old rather than her four-year-old. Yep, just a random four-year-old. Just a rando four-year-old. Yep. <laughs> Laura, this, this made me laugh. Laura said, this is the only store my husband likes to hold my hand. He thinks I'm daft. I know it so he can drag me around faster. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and uh, Catherine Clark said, uh, just man up. My husband and I have already been and done Ikea this morning. I presume this was yesterday. Uh, this is on my Facebook. Without an argument. He's now hiding in his man cave playing PlayStation while I put together the furniture. Wow. <laughs> He's nailed that, hasn't he? He's a clever man. Clever man. This is Jason. Now, I had. I feel like on this show sometimes people think he gets in these situations on purpose. (laughs) So he's got something to talk about (laughs) on a Sunday. Right. But I don't, I genuinely don't. I mean, I do keep my. I I, I say yes to a lot of things just on the off chance that they'll turn (laughs) a bit awry and I'll I'll, I'll manage to get uh, some material out of it. Um, So on. might have been Wednesday morning. Uh, my my kids were due back to go to their back to their mums, and uh, she rang me in the middle of the day. She said, "She said, look, can you have the kids for one more night? Um, I've got an infestation of flies in the house. Uh, a pest control's been out. A, a guy's been out, and he's sprayed the room with poison. So it's probably best not to have kids back. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. absolutely fine. They can stay at mine for another night. Uh, so when I dropped them off the next day, right." I said, is it all sorts? She's all sorted now. It's all sorted. She went, um, well, it sort of is and it isn't really. So she said, come and have a look. I went up to the room, right? The expert, by the way, had said um, that uh, he's killed the flies, right? And all you've got to do is uh, hoover them up and, right. and that will be... Uh, that they were they were big flies. They were them, <laughs> you know, the big, obnoxious, crunchy ones? Yeah, yeah, the ones that look like birds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were horrible, horrible. Um, she drank the, pest control, uh, the council, just like 10 or 15 people who should be able to answer this question of how to get rid of these flies. She was told... Something's probably died in your loft or your chimney breast. Uh, so what you have to do is just wait for it to decompose and then the flies will go away. No good sentence begins with the word something's probably died. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. It's 2016, right? We've been to the moon. <laughs> and yet you've got to wait for something to decompose in your own house Oof. before the things will go away. <laughs> So I said, look, I'll pop over and have a check, even though I'm not handy at all. Right, right? okay. But I said, I'll pop over and have a look, because it's the kids' room and her room and all that. I said, I'll yeah. come and have a little look, right? So I thought, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I unscrewed the loft panel, and I've got, like, I, I put marigolds on, because I'm not, I'm not into getting my hands actually <laughs> dirty. And I've got my hand in the loft, like, I can't see. I'm up to my shoulders, like a farmer birthing a calf. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to find, I'm like, please don't touch something squishy. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't touch something squidgy. And uh, I'm all the time, I'm like, 
my stomach's flipping. Disgusting. I said, right, I'll have a look at the chimney. So I'm lay, I'm lay on the floor in the room, and I've got my arm up there, and I'm trying to get this, find what, whatever there is. And I've loosened it so much that the, the most amount of soot you've ever seen <laughs> just poured out of the chimney... It went everywhere. I'm covered in it. I look like a 1970s racist. <laughs> like, it's, ev- it's everywhere. All <laughs> over the bedroom carpet. It, oh, it's, God. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and then, this is the weirdest thing that happened, right? An egg fell out of the chimney. An, an egg? An egg. And I don't mean like a little quail's egg, like a proper, like a chicken's egg, a white, a big egg, a big white what? egg. It just fell and it just it seeped a bit of gunk. On the what? I know, Nish, I know. And I was like, well, I, that must have been it. I don't know. I can't. I mean, there were so many, f- thousands of flies, like a Hitchcock film. It was awful. What? An egg in the chimney breast. I know. It's baffling. It, uh, baffled. Anyway, I had to leave it. I had to, I had to go to work. I just left a <laughs> massive <laughs> mess. <laughs> stuff to do. You know, so <laughs> I just left to do it. Um... But, uh, I mean, a mess, mate. I mean, I've never... It was everywhere. I was well, like, it's a perfect tactic for you, cos uh, she's never going to ask you to do another favour for well, her. Well, there is an element of that, Just, yeah. if someone asks you to do a job, do it badly, then they'll <laughs> be asking you again. So. I have I have booked a... I did book a chimney sweep when I left. I said, look, I'll book a chimney sweep for some cleaners to come and sort it out. <laughs> I had to Google chimney sweeps. Again... I can't believe y- that's still a job. What year is it? <laughs> I was waiting for a seven-year-old to turn up with a black cap. <laughs> Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So after my uh, egg, uh, egg sighting uh, <laughs> afternoon at my egg's wife's house, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. I'm proud of those. Um, you my, should stand by them. Yes, no, I'm definitely <laughs> good. I, 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 I'm not even being sarcastic. That was some strong work on a Sunday morning. <laughs> it's got to be done. So, uh, yeah, I found an egg. Uh, it fell out of uh, this the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like the beginning of a Dr. Zeus book. It does, yeah. Uh, anyway, it turned out it was it was a duck. A d- duck had died uh, in the um, in the chimney at some point, and uh, yeah, so it was a duck egg, and uh, which is uh, yeah. So anyway, that's all been sorted now, and uh, should have seen the bill. Hey, I'm on fire <laughs> with these puns. Stop now. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed in myself. Don't put them on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Nish, so I'm talking this morning. This is our topic for the morning. For 8, 12, 15 is the text. Weirdest thing you've ever found in your house. <laughs> Weirdest thing you've ever found in your house. Usually when you move in, there might be something weird, but it might even be years later when yeah. something just crops up. Go. Weirdest thing you've ever found in your house. Dog collar. A dog collar. But not for a dog. Oh. That's weird. <laughs> And where was this? What was this? In, right, my house that I still live in now. Wow. We sort of arrived and, uh, you know, everything's fine, everything's looking clean. And uh, just my flatmate opened the cupboard mm. and uh, he went, is, is that a dog collar? And I went, I don't, it's not like a dog collar I've seen. And then we sort of both, just the truth just dawned on each other and we were oh. like, oh boy. That is and, weird. Uh, straight to the shops, bleached absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> Claire Roscoe uh, has t- messaged in. She said, uh, at Newhouse, there was a coffin in the loft. <laughs> a coffin. Empty, she checked. Uh, <laughs> I like this picture. We keep our Christmas tree in there now. <laughs> 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 Love that. <laughs> Gotta use it. Couldn't get it down. 
It's like the Adams Family yeah. Christmas. Right, you go up and get the Christmas tree every Christmas, I remember that. There's a coffin <laughs> up there. And uh, uh, John Eyre said, uh, when we moved into a masonette in Dulwich uh, some decades back, we found a motorbike in the attic. Uh, the only thing missing was the front wheel. No idea how or why it was up there, <laughs> uh, but we nor the previous three tenants <laughs> were able to get it down. <laughs> Just stuck there forever. Stuck there forever. Jason Manford. Uh, so we're up looking this morning for uh, the uh, the weirdest things you've ever found in your house. Weird things that you found in your house. I'm loving these already. Eight twelve fifteen on the text, or you can always give me a call. O double three o one two three twelve fifteen. This person, there's no name, but they put uh, nearly all the pieces of a chess set in a mouse nest in the tumble dryer vent. <laughs> Not a clue. Sounds like a terrible game of Cluedo. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, when I moved, this is Rebecca from Walton on Thames. She says, When I moved into a house, I found a Sainsbury's carrier bag full of keys. None belong to this house. <laughs> weird. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, we found the cast of the previous owner's breasts in the bottom of the drawer that they left behind. <laughs> a cast. <gasps> what sorted. a charming gift. Yes. <laughs> leave that. I mean, I know a lot of people leave flowers or a bottle of wine, but why don't you. Why you just leave the, 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 the cast. full cast of your bosom? <laughs> yeah. Also, what I'm concerned about is how do you know that it was definitely the previous owners? It yeah. suggests that they really sized them up <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> That's definitely hers. <laughs> uh, Nikki in Slough, uh, she said, uh, and this happens a lot actually in different houses, but uh, she said, We moved into our uh, built in 1898 house 12 years ago, and there is a weird switch right by the bedroom window. Still don't know what it does. Opens the matrix. You don't know what. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? There yeah. was, you'd be flipping it on and off, and there'd be a guy three doors down, and the light will just keep going off in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps doing that? <laughs> uh, so eight, twelve, fifteen uh, on the text. Maybe or maybe you've left something in the house. I mean, Pablo in Nantwich. He says, um, "Me and my mate decided uh, to wallpaper his lounge. He'd lived there about a year. Uh, he scraped the paper off, and uh, written on the wall in red paint was, I have killed, and I will again.'" What? I mean, that's a... J- I'm guessing someone's done that as a joke, yeah. but... <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a gamble. <laughs> that is... As professional comedians, we can confirm that that is a huge risk. It's a big risk. <laughs> it's a big risk as a joke. <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. There's an unbelievable amount of uh, people who have found weird things. Some of them a bit freaky. Okay. Hit me. Sam Cummings. We recently moved into a house and there was a child's tricycle all alone in the basement, like the one that the saw doll rides in the movies. Absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, she's she's projecting terror onto that. I mean, that is a child's toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but she said, in our, the basement is parted uh, and there's a big room with all the meters for gas and electric and then in one little side room, just a tricycle by itself. So it does happen. It does happen. But that is you projecting yeah, yeah, weirdness yeah. onto something that's not necessarily weird. Yeah, this yeah. next one is just weird. Oh. <laughs> Kimberly, when I moved into my house about six years ago, I found about ten catalogues in the loft. K's, next, Littlewoods, the usual. Fair enough. But none of the models had heads. Someone had spent forever cutting the heads out meticulously. Oh. Gave me the fear. That is wow. weird. There was a that serial killer in your house. At one hundred percent, you lived in the house. You live in the house of a serial killer. Mm. I would say if that's the weirdest thing you find in your house, you've done well. Yeah, that is really weird. 
properly weird. Anyway, let's hope he doesn't come back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jojo <laughs> says, uh, I remember when I was younger, my stepdad was digging the, up the front garden to lay some new grass and found a full car buried <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> Full car! <laughs> wow. That is someone making sure that the insurance don't find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an insurance job going on. It just went missing one I mean, day. that is... Uh, but that's, you know, that's a belt and braces approach. I love Burying that. the car fully. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got Amy on the line. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Lovely. Now, me and you, Amy, had a little chat, didn't we? Because we you uh, posted on my uh, Facebook uh, page this week about the thing that's in your house that you found. Yeah, it is. Why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, a human-sized gun safe. A human-sized gun safe. I mean, she's made it sound scary by putting human size. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have to say, gun is the red flag word for and me. And gun Jason. is in there as well. I mean, weirdly, that sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A gun safe. Yeah. <laughs> Two things that don't really go together. Uh, so, so it's in your loft. It's in the loft, yeah. When did you move into this house? Uh, in 2009. Okay, so you've been there seven years, mm-hmm. and there's a human-sized gun safe locked. <laughs> locked. In the in, Lots, the, in yeah. the loft, and you've never opened it? No. Wow. I mean, the curiosity would just... Yeah. And, and have you attempted? Has anyone gone gone at it with a crowbar, or...? Well, we we kind of had this little tete-a-tete with it, and we thought, oh, we're going to break into it. Um, and then we phoned the police, and the police were like, if you break into it and there's anything in there, mm. it becomes your responsibility. So we were like, what? well... Oh, no. What, what do we do? But, I mean, you say that, but, I mean, if if there's a gun in it, like, surely they'll come and get it. <laughs> They're not just going to go, oh, that's your responsibility, <laughs> my friends. Like, if I know police... <laughs> I Which like I know I, you do. And I feel like I do. <laughs> surely to goodness. Well, I'll tell you what, right, we've got an hour and a half left of this show. If there are any locksmiths in the Loughborough area, that's where you are, aren't you? Around that area, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, not far. In the Loughborough area, little village outside Loughborough, and uh, and you want a little plug on the radio, I'll even pay you, don't take the mickey, but I'll, you know, I'll pay you a couple of quid to go and sort this job out this morning, okay? Actual locksmiths, though, not just a bloke who's good at getting into things that he shouldn't. <laughs> 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 so we're after a locksmith this morning in the Loughborough area uh, who can find out what is in this gun cabinet for Amy. I mean, are you at a point now? I mean, when, when you mentioned it on my Facebook yesterday, it went absolutely bonkers, didn't it? I know, it was really surprising. It was really, it was like the most popular thing anyone had written on my <laughs> page. It was like 300 replies. Your phone must have been going crazy. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, really, because to us, it's, you know, we're used to this big grey box locked in the loft. And yeah, just the thing that could really have a, hu- a human yeah, in it. Could yeah, be a just... million pounds in there. People, oh, that would be nice. I mean... Then, then again, that w- I mean, you can pay for your own locksmith if there's a million pounds. <laughs> 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 All right, Amy. Well, let's see what happens. Maybe we'll find a, a locksmith in the area who will come and sort that out for you today. Awesome. Sunday mornings, eight till eleven. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. If you're in the East Midlands and you and you're a professional locksmith, <laughs> you can get to uh, or Amy's an organised thief. If one of the two. Yeah. I'd rather send a professional <laughs> to a listener's house, to be honest. It's all right for you, you're just here one week. I'm here every week. And I'd, have, I'd have to mop up. <laughs> so let's not send any criminals to Amy's house. Professional locksmiths uh, only need apply. Uh, so we're, um, 
And to find out what's in that gun cabinet. It's been there for yeah. seven years, and it's human-sized, which is <laughs> a weird way of describing it. But she, uh, that's it. So Shirley in Somerset message, this is another weird one. Uh, when my mum-in-law moved, uh, moved into the house, the previous owner had left a bedridden grandma. Just <laughs> left the gran in the You can't leave a person. You can't leave. Not having that. That's well out of order. <laughs> Jason. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. I mean, it's really brought out a weird side of people, hasn't it? The Brit- British public is freaky. <laughs> so many weird freaky, things. Freaky, freaky, freaky. What weird things people kept in their locks. <laughs> and why you wouldn't make sure that it was all gone. First thing you do, you delete your internet history, Absolutely, you clean your loft out. Sarah and Grantham, did you see this one? This no. is the last one that just came in. It says, uh, we moved in. There was a massive hook in the ceiling above the bed that went through the joist in the attic. <laughs> Why would that be there? Why would that be there? James messaged me. He said, when we moved into our lovely family home, my wife was uh, rooting around in the lovely uh, big shed in our back, go- back back garden. She then found one of the walls of the shed actually had a section behind it as Uh-oh. though it had been built to hide stuff. Uh-oh. We could just about make out a bag of some sort hidden on the floor, and she reached down and grabbed it. It was full of, I kid you not, Russian adult movies. <laughs> now, I throw, I had to throw my hands up straight away. I, I didn't know they were there. <laughs> he just wishes, James says, I just wish the fellow who owned the house before us had given me the heads up. <laughs> <laughs> my God, the, the weird things we find. Uh, so, anything else coming in there that you've uh, caught your eye there, Nish? Uh, it's more of the same. Yes. Blow-up dolls. Blow-up weird. More blow-up dolls in different outfits tied to trees in the garden. It's just weird. I mean, that is absolutely terrifying. People have written, what is the matter with you? <laughs> Gemma <laughs> says, this is less weird, uh, but she says, when my, me and my husband uh, moved into our first house when renovating the bathroom, we found a bottle of water marked <laughs> holy water underneath the bath. <laughs> that's, <laughs> in, that's impressive. Uh, Janine's on the line. Good morning, Janine. Morning. Morning. Uh, so <laughs> tell us what uh, what you found or when you found it. Um, so basically, um, at the end of last year, uh, my sister bought a house to renovate in uh, Swatham, Norfolk. Yeah. Uh, we've lived there all our lives. And um, while they were doing some work on the house, they lifted some floorboards in one of the bedrooms. And there were some letters, um, different bits and pieces, you know, just random notes to people, um, written by a young boy, it turned out to be. Um, My sister, Darina, she didn't have time really to sort of do any searching. She was pregnant at the time. So I love this kind of thing. So I took it all from her and started doing a little bit of research. Um, The man that had written these letters um, luckily had quite an unusual name. So it was just a case of... Sort of start the search on on mm. birth, basically finding you know if we could see where he was born or when yeah. he was born. We had a slight idea of what, how old he would have been because someone had written a, a date on the back of one of these letters, um, right. and I could work out he was probably seven or eight years old. Brilliant. Um, so I pinpointed a couple of people with the name, one of which would be around the right age in London, um, and I managed to get hold of the address and wow. I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to the man. Yeah. A random letter, obviously. I didn't want to sound crazy. Um, (laughs) I didn't want to give away too much information either. I just sort of said, I'm in Swatham. Do you have any connections here, etc.? And a couple of days later, a young man rang me and said, I'm the man you're looking for. And was he a young man? 
No, not quite. Not so young anymore. No, he is. He's in his sixties. Wow. So um, that's the brilliant. Had lasted quite a few years. Yeah. That is fantastic. And you've sent me some. Yeah. Of the, you've actually sent me some of the letters, haven't you? I've got. I've got them I here. Have. Um, yeah. And they're all. A lot of them are just uh, sort of slight love letters, I guess. To uh, somebody, it doesn't really say. Just somebody you fancy no. at school, I guess. <laughs> which I quite like. But I really like. There's one here, which is. It's not in the same handwriting because he does joined up handwriting, uh, and he's done things like um, like the plans of a. I, don't, I think it's a, is that a, is that a road? He's done the plans of his road, which I quite like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what I quite like is there's one here which is uh, obviously from somewhere else. He's written one to his grandma and granddad, which is lovely, th- thanking them for the presents and to Father Aww. Christmas, which is really sweet. But I love this one. It says, "We have declared war on you. If you tell your mum and dad, you are a tattletale." <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I love it. And so, we, well, hopefully, we're going to try and contact uh, uh, this gentleman at some point, aren't we? And have a little chat with him and see what he he made of his uh, the find. I yeah, guess. and was what who who the tattletale was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> did did he was he like was he really pleased? Was he? What he was, was thrilled. Yeah. yeah, he was absolutely thrilled. He had he had no recollection of putting anything down the floorboards, so we don't know if they were sort of in a in a wardrobe perhaps and and gone through the floorboards, you know, as and when things got moved. Oh right, wow. I see, yeah. Um, so yeah, he had he had he had no idea, but he yes, he was absolutely over the moon that we'd we'd found them and um, and that we'd found him at the end of the day. I mean, it's yeah, it's a brilliant thing to do. Matters. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio uh, into the final hour of the show. I'm joined by Nish Kumar. Good morning. Morning, pal. And we have been talking this morning, uh, we've talked about all sorts, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Ikea, and uh, and weirdest things you've found in your house, uh, which has, well, it's, it's given us some surprising results. <laughs> I thought it would be like a sweet sort of story of, oh, that's a bit odd. And we did have a nice story with the lady who found letters. Oh, that was a lovely story. That's a lovely story. Some old letters that a six-year-old bo- boy had written and she'd managed to get them to him and he's now in his 60s. Lovely, heartwarming yep. story. And then, like, <laughs> just loads of weird sexual deviancy going on. <laughs> People are left in their homes. <gasps> People of Britain. <laughs> Very weird. But some of them are just odd as well. Uh, Kay uh, messaged on the Facebook, uh, on the Absolute uh, Radio Facebook page, uh, my, I moved in, the kids' bedroom was wallpapered with kitchen foil. There's <laughs> <laughs> some conspiracy theory not going yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Helen Shackleton says, we found an old double-barrelled handgun, one stiletto under the bath when we moved into our house. Uh, also found old handwritten accounts, a 1950s porn magazine, and a donkey skeleton when knocking out the garage door. Well, yeah, you live in a house that was owned by Reggie Cray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a donkey skeleton. <laughs> uh, and Chris Connor says, I once found an action man graveyard with inscribed headstones in the garden. Oh, wow. That's quite cute. That's outstanding. That's a kid who's really gone for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 8, 12, 15 on the text. We're still on a lookout for, um... What we want. Oh, a, a, a locksmith, I forgot. That. A Loughborough a locksmith. locksmith. A Loughborough locksmith. Uh, so if you're in the East Midlands area and uh, you can get to uh, to Amy's house today, who lives near um, who lives near there, uh, she wants to find out what's in that human-sized gun cabinet in her loft. It's definitely a bazooka. A bazooka? Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm just glad it's not alive. <laughs> Jason. Manford. 
Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I like to do this part of the show, uh, Nish, which is my favourite... Uh, stories of the week. Cool. My three favourite stories. Uh, so, these, this, this, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, this was um, new information, actually. I mean, you're not an animal lover, so this will never affect you. Yeah. But um, lettuce is like opium to rabbits. <laughs> Uh, and shouldn't be fed to them as it gets them stoned. <laughs> no, this is one of the stories uh, in, in one that of the That is an episode of Bugs Bunny I would love to see. <laughs> well, what I really like is the headline. Yeah. That, this is what caught my eye. The headline is Drugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I love about that is, is that that is the, the guy who writes the headlines, because that's a proper, that's just a job. Drugs you don't Bunny. Have, you don't have to do anything else. That's yeah. your job. And he's come in on the morning. Like, he's not even, he's not even wearing a tie. <laughs> come in to the editor. Oh, yeah. Have uh, you seen that story about the uh, bunnies eating uh, lettuce getting high? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, yeah, yeah. Drugs bunny. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Take, <laughs> that's him done. T- takes a microphone out of his pocket, yeah. drops a microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> OK, next story. Man arrested after putting his penis on supermarket self-service checkout till and scanning it. You have my undivided attention. I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected item in the bagging area has never <laughs> been so apt. <laughs> A man has been arrested after he allegedly scanned his penis at a supermarket self-service checkout. After plopping his private parts on the till, he called a checkout worker over to uh, to help. <laughs> obviously a nutter. Uh, his uh, somewhat unusual shopping practice didn't go down well with the woman and the police were called, uh, but he, he had already left. The employee said she reacted with surprise, which is fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. What a weird thing to do. Do you think the alarm went off saying approval needed? Because <laughs> yes. that was correct in a sense that he couldn't have possibly understood. He's really spoiled Asda's rollback, <laughs> I think. Um, but anyway, the police the police are after him, but uh, I very much doubt they'll get that to stand up in court. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I'm here all week. Uh, and my favourite story of the week uh, is this one. This is brilliant, right? Swedish footballer sent off for farting during match. I think this is the great, not just the greatest news story of this week, but of the entire history Maybe of human all time. existence. Maybe all time. <laughs> a Swedish foot. Now I have to read all of this to you because it's very, very funny, right? A Swedish footballer has hit out after being sent off for breaking wind during a match, uh, with the referee <laughs> accusing him of deliberate provoca- provocation <laughs> uh, and unsportsmanlike behaviour. <laughs> Unsportsmanlike. In our house, it's very much a sport. It's very much a sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Linden Lungvist, uh, who has play- who's playing left-back in the match uh, between Yana SK's reserve team and uh, Persigan SK, uh, was shown a second yellow card. For- <laughs> <laughs> I hope the first yellow card was also for the fans as well. <laughs> like, the re- like the referee went, oh, what, uh, uh, what's that? Right, yellow card. <laughs> and then as it got into his eyes, he was like, oh, no, that's it, red! <laughs> Get off! <laughs> um, he said, uh, this is what the, the, the player said. He said, I had a bad stomach. I simply let go. I asked the referee, what? what? I'm not allowed to break wind a little. <laughs> no, he replied. And this is my favourite bit. This is something that my kids say, right? He said, I don't get it, but maybe he thought I farted in my hand and threw the fart at him, but I did not. <laughs> now, why would he think that if that's not what you did? It's definitely what he did. That, that is, is definitely what he did. He totally gave it a cupcake. <laughs> that's exactly what you did. <laughs> that's at, least, ex- at least he's admitted to farting. 
Because when yeah. I first heard about this, I thought the referee has just taken he who smelt it dealt it <laughs> yeah, to the absolute it. nth degree. <laughs> like the referee farted and just thought, well, <laughs> that's a really bad one. I better oh. book someone so they don't think it's me. Horrible. Opposition striker Christopher uh, Lynn told the paper, I was standing a good distance away, but I heard the fart loud and clear. <laughs> it's the strangest thing I've ever seen on a pitch, and I've been playing football since I was eight years old. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you, I did one this morning that would have been a straight red. <laughs> oh, it was the equivalent of a two-footed tackle. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Well, we seem to be talking about Trumps now. I don't, uh, Not Donald Trump, I mean actual, the original Trump. The fart. The gentleman's foghorn. Yes, if you will. <laughs> it's, um, it's, t- it's taken over. Uh, I mean, what I, what I quite like is... You've always got to have something for when you do let one go. Yeah. Right. I know this is... I know this is silly, but hey, there's kids listening, they'll enjoy this. Well, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of Trump's right, I think every so often what you need is uh, something to say, like a little catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, for after you've let one go. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we'll do now. We'll do that for the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, the funniest thing you can say after a Trump. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole works. I like that one. I, I quite like the one from uh, Deadpool. Have you seen Deadpool? Yeah. There's a moment where he does one as he's walking and he goes, uh, hashtag drive by. <laughs> and, uh, and there's one from Viz, uh, which um, says that there's quite, a lo- there's quite a lot in Viz in the moment. Yeah, yeah. But after, after one goes, one goes like that. Uh, right, that worked. Now try your lights. It's <laughs> 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 really like. I think that's very funny. More tea, Vicar. More tea, more tea, Vicar. Uh, ben, a message, he says, uh, give it a little more choke and that would have started. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but some of them are opportunistic, you know, they're, they're within the moment. They're not, you can't just have them uh, lined up as a catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Dunlop, she says, my mum and dad were sat in a hospital waiting room when my dad let off a silent but seriously deadly. Ooh. As people started to sniff and look around... <laughs> My dad looked at my mum and loudly announced, I'm very sorry about my wife. That's why we're here. She's hoping to get it sorted. <laughs> oh, that's divorce already, isn't it? And, uh, and Gillian message. <laughs> I really like this one. Gillian says, My dad overheard two boys saying, Do you smell fruit? No, why? Because I just farted a peach. <laughs> they were about ten. <laughs> Where real music matters. We've somehow started talking about <laughs> the weirdest topics. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's you, uh, Nish. Been... I can't help but feel this is entirely my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've started talking about Trumps. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what, what I want to know, though, specifically, is the, the phrase you use after letting one go. OK, we'll only talk about it for another few minutes, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, but I'm after, or, or just the funniest ones you've heard. I love this one. Uh, this is from uh, Kaylee. She says, My granddad parted uh, really loudly while sat next to a young lady on a completely full bus. Oof. Everyone looked over. She looked horrified. My granddad turned to the girl and loudly announced, It's all right, love. I'll make out that I did it. <laughs> 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 I love a bit of top trumps. <laughs> and Fiona. Fiona Banks says, my son used to uh, do one before getting out of the car yeah. uh, on the way to school. And he, as he as he leave, he'd go, uh, I'll leave that one with you. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have to drive to work with the windows open. <laughs> Impressive. Uh, my favourite one is uh, from Dan in Highcliff. Dan, you win nothing but my absolute admiration. <laughs> uh, he said, after a loud fart, say, 
a confident appeal by the Australians. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Absolutely incredible. I'm not even giving the text number out because I don't want any more. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop this uh, topic now. <laughs> it needs to end. Matters. Brian Adams, bit of a ledge. You a fan? The Adams. The he Adams. doesn't love a bit of the Adams. Brian Adams is massive in India. Is he really? Yeah, like massive in India. How do you know that? <laughs> I've been up and out there. Been out there. I've been up and out there. The two things that are really massive that surprised me when I was in India were Brian Adams and heavy metal music. Like wow. Iron Maiden. Massive. <laughs> Absolutely massive. I kind of like that. Yeah. Something something heartwarming about yeah. that. <laughs> like, the, like the old Norman Wisdom being massive in Albania. It's just sort of, there's just something fun, isn't there? About yeah, there that. is something fun oh, about right, it. That's weird. I, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm, I like my old bands. Yeah. I, uh, most of the bands that I've been to see are people who are very old. I saw James Brown <laughs> oh, um, wow. before he died. Which I didn't need to that's, add. I mean, that's, yeah, it's better you see him before they die. He's a funky ghost. He's yeah. a funky, funky ghost. <laughs> you got ripped off if someone sold you a ticket afterwards. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just a bloke called. So James what was Brown. that like? What was that like? It was kind of weird because he was he was pretty old. He kept on having to go to the side of the stage to take oxygen. Right. And like the about thirty percent of the gig was him legitimately when, when performing. they put the, when they put the coat over him <laughs> to leave stage. It was actually because he was cold. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Oh, bless. <laughs> and, uh, James Brown. But he, like, 30% of the gig was him doing his thing, and then the other 70% was a man who just, his whole job was just to tell us how funky James Brown was going to get, <laughs> and he'd just be like, he's going to get so funky. And we were all sort of like, when? Because tickets were expensive. <laughs> can, can he start now? But I saw Prince. Oh, wow. Yeah, when he did, you know, when I mean, he was here. I would, I would, I would definitely put out that you're a bit of a jinx. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest. <laughs> I don't know how this plays into your theory, Chase, but uh, I also saw David Bowie as well. Yeah, don't come and see me. People need <laughs> to surround Elton John. Yes, do what, not come and see him. That is my concern. So what happened at Prince? I went, I went on my own. Right. Because I could only get... Um, I, like, bought the last ticket, essentially, that was available. Right, right, right. And so, and I've been to a few, like, music gigs, because, like, I find going to comedy gigs is fine on your own because yeah. like, i think as soon as the gig starts it's everything's fine but with music i feel it's more like a social activity yeah. <laughs> yeah, and i've yeah. been to a few gigs on my own where I, and you know and the important thing is to keep a low profile and i always <laughs> manage that and you know i'm pretty good at you know standing at the back hanging back you know. and when i went to see prince i was like there on my own and i was like yeah yeah you know i'll, I'll be yeah, fine i'm just a bit relaxed um and he uh, he did uh, Let's Go Crazy, the opening song. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And uh, he started, he did the whole, that long prayer intro from off stage. Oh, I was wow. really excited. And yeah. I'm just, you know, relaxed. Having a dearly great beloved. Yeah, yeah, dearly beloved. We're gathered here today. Did the whole thing from off stage. Everyone's like, Brilliant. and then he shot up through this hat oh, wow. and like uh, he appeared on stage and he started to like as he hit the guitar uh, the whole band kind of came in behind him it was just amazing and I just burst into tears <laughs> you cried I just burst into tears <laughs> just immediately was, I don't know what was going through wow. my mind and the woman next to me went are you okay and I went it's Prince and she said what did you think was going to happen <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why was that not something you had planned wow. for I've cried at a gig though which one? Uh, it was Paul Simon in Hyde Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember, uh, this is a bit of a name drop, but I went with Amelda Staunton. <laughs> 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 it's random, isn't it? 
Was it with the one where he did Graceland? Yeah, yeah. Right. So they had, the, they had uh, Lady Smith, Blackman Bowser. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. It yeah. was unbelievable. But it was one of those, I think because I remember being a kid in the car, uh, you know, when it used to, it just reminded me of that nostalgia. It reminded me of a time where we were young and my mum and dad and my granddad were still with us. And, you know, just those moments. And what was really funny was, so I was in Sweeney Todd at the time, when, which is how I knew uh, Amelda, and I managed to get her a ticket as well, and because uh, the promoter's doing it as the, was the promoter that does my tour. Yeah. And uh, so we got there, and we stood near it. She's with her daughter and stuff, and I, and I have a little watch there. I'm with my partner at the time, and we're watching the, the show, and he sings... Um, uh, the Sound of Silence. Just the the greatest version you've ever heard. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I just... I don't remember crying. All I remember is, why is my, why is my face wet? <laughs> like, I wasn't sobbing. It was just like tears were... And as I, as I was crying, I thought, don't, I can't let Amelda Staunton see me. <laughs> and as I turned around to, to look at Amelda Staunton, she was also crying. <laughs> so I felt vindicated. You, my friend and uh, brilliant comedian James Acaster was also at that show. Oh, wow. And he also... Uh, cried uh, because he also has like strong associations of that song and yeah, uh, that yeah. album and Graceland and his childhood and stuff. But he, it was when Hugh Masekela came out, and Hugh Masekela was a you know an amazing South That's African right, musician yeah, yeah. who was also really involved in the um, anti-apartheid movement. And uh, James was sat with like ne- next to an African family, and when Hugh Masekela came out, they all started hugging each other, and he means so much to them. And James burst into tears. Wow. And James is the whitest man in the yes. world, <laughs> and he just uh, he was just couldn't believe how moved he was. Oh. <laughs> Crying at gigs, <laughs> we've all done it. We've all done it. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music. Matters. We are approaching the end of the show, Nish Kumar. It's coming to an end. All things, all good things must come to an That's end. That's what they say. I'll, I'll be back next week. But uh, <laughs> what, you, what have you got on this week? Have you got any gigs we can see you at? Yeah, I'm uh, at uh, the Sunday special at Up the Creek in Greenwich uh, tonight. And I'm at the uh, Invisible Dot on Thursday, uh, which is a venue in King's Cross in London. And I'm previewing my new show. Mm. Action speak louder than words unless you shout the words real loud. <laughs> nice. Is that going to Edinburgh? Yes, it's going to Edinburgh and then it's touring the UK uh, in the rest of the year. So All Edinburgh details Festival. at nishkumar.co.uk. Good work, good work. <laughs> and uh, and your Twitter? <laughs> at Mr Nishkumar. That's what we're after. That's, that's <laughs> the future. Uh, so thanks for all uh, getting involved this morning uh, on uh, on the text, of course, 8, 12, 15. And, uh, and those couple of phone calls as well. We're still after a, a locksmith. Obviously we're not going to get it done before the end of the show, but maybe we'll do it in the week and we'll find out what was in that gun cabinet yeah and uh, we'll tell you next uh, next sunday what was in it um, and maybe it's a recurring plot line exactly <laughs> it's at the end of season finale <laughs> if you will <laughs> so uh, yeah so stick around we'll, uh, we'll 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 find out this week i mean i'll probably mention it on on facebook a couple of times if you uh, if you follow my facebook um my um there's a couple of people um messaging about uh, crying at gigs because we were just talking about crying at gigs and uh, Daz from Yorkshire, so I mean, not not the sort of place that you imagine anyone cries. Uh, he says, "I've never cried at a gig." He's actually messaged in to say, "I've never cried at." A gig. <laughs> <laughs> However, I have cried at a film. Only one, mind. It was Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> I love that. It was Armageddon. I love that. <laughs> what a film to cry at. It's brilliant. Have you, um, have you heard uh, Ben Affleck's uh, commentary on the film Armageddon? No, is it good? Oh, it's brilliant. Really? Have a look on YouTube this afternoon if you're bored. Uh, he just totally takes it apart. Takes it- <laughs> 
<laughs> it is mad, isn't it? The fact that essentially what what he points out is uh, that why would you train a load of drillers to be astronauts instead of a load of astronauts to, to be dr- to be drillers? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I brought it. I brought it up with the director, and he told me to shut up." <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's well worth a listen. <laughs> uh, Chris Martin is on after 11 o'clock. Not that one. Uh, or the other one. <laughs> or, in fact, the other one. It's no. the other one. <laughs> he must do his head in. Yeah. But it's not, it's, he's, very, he's very good. So he'll be on after 11 o'clock. And I'll be back next Sunday here, 8 till 11. Hope you have a lovely week. Thanks for joining us, pal. Thanks for having us. This is... Jason Manford. This is... Music matters.